Hey everybody, welcome to the Mahoney Mares Week in Review podcast. I'm editor Chris Pugh. I've got Guy Vogel, longtime journalist and uh, communications person for the Trumbull County Prosecutor's Office. Guy, well, how you doing, Chris? We're doing good today. Uh, got a little warm. Uh, midweek, we were in a little bit of winter. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, the first snowstorm of the season, which sometimes you don't see it until uh, January. Uh, but, you know, we got it like the week after Thanksgiving, and it was interesting. Um, you know, we reported four inches of snow um, in the northern part of Trumbull County. I know you live kind of more in that direction. Is that what you saw? Did you see more? Uh, we probably got about two inches, but, of course, there's there was some melting because the ground was still warm. Um but uh, the, once it got here, it stuck around for a day and a half till the temperatures went above 50 yesterday and, and, and the sun, sun came out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, for, for about 24 to 36 hours, we were, we were into winter full time, especially with the wind blowing and the temperatures dipping below 20 on Wednesday night. I always find it interesting because I, I look at it, yeah, boy. Um, I, I I always look at like the Northern Trumbull County being like the secondary snow belt. Where yeah, you know, if you go up Route Eleven, about five miles north of Cortland, you can literally see a line when it's snowing. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like the secondary snow belt. It's funny because right. once you get down past Trumbull into Mahoning and Columbia, I mean, I. We're right below route, route uh, Interstate eighty. Uh, yeah, is kind of a the third snow belt and uh you know youngstown you know some people maybe from columbus way think that youngstown is a snowy place but us in trumbull county know that you know most storms we get hit worse than youngstown yeah and canfield and boardman yeah i didn't see a ton of accident reports did you see one well the only big one i saw was uh Early Wednesday, a tie-up on Interstate 80 in the Liberty yeah. Township area around Belmont Avenue. And it always seems that when the weather gets bad, there's there's a slight little bend in the road there. Uh, and uh, the road narrows and the semis that, you know, have high speed kind of lose, lose their way a little bit. And uh, there's been some spectacular accidents in that stretch. And uh, I guess a sem- semi-jackknifed and... Uh, tied up traffic for for a couple hours yeah just be careful out there um i will say a note from our coverage you know we're covering more day-to-day stuff with the current um version of the million matters i guess for lack of a better term i i will say that we like doing stories about the weather and we plan to continue doing stories um our sources like the national weather service Keep up to date with their website for updates. I mean, we're not going to be able to update the story. And, of course, the Ohio Department of Transportation. We're yes. in uh, Division yes. 4. They yes. will have updates for traffic. Yeah, so we'll have coverage. But sometimes in terms of updating coverage, you know, that stuff can update 50 times a day. Um, you know, stay tuned for them for the latest updates. So, Right, so- and then there will be parking bans locally. When the snow reaches like two inches, you can't park on the street, so the plows can do their work. That that's usual kind of media services to the public at this yeah. time of year. Um, the other thing to look at for ODOT, we I spoke of ODOT is the uh, big intersection at forty six and eighty two in Howland. 
uh, yeah. east of Warren, out near the Eastwood Mall area. Uh, that big uh, construction there. Uh, no new traffic pattern changes, but uh, as the Christmas season picks up, you're going to see heavy traffic. I know at rush hour uh, yesterday, which was Thursday, uh, it took me like 45 minutes to get from uh, downtown Warren to Liberty Township. And that's a, usually a 20-minute trip. And the, the bottleneck, of course, was through Holland. Yeah, definitely. And just be careful out there. We're we're going to try and effort some more talk next week with some of the law enforcement officials up there to see how bad it's getting. But, you know, guy, like you said, in just day-to-day traffic, it seems to be taking a little bit longer, too. So, And with the Christmas shopping season, the traffic is yeah. going to get heavier any time of day. Well, it's great. And the two main malls, you know, you've got the Eastwood Mall and the Summer Park Mall. And sometimes just around those areas, it can get kind of crowded this time of year. And a lot of people are still going to check out that new Bass Pro Shop there in the off of Route 46. Uh, It's getting a lot of comments online and uh, there's excitement. I I know we talked to the... uh, the developer at the mall the other day, and he is excited about the uh, the new store there. Amazing pictures from the opening night. Just <laughs> the celebration was crazy. So, um, time close up. You know, we could be talking about Bill Johnson every uh, <laughs> day, probably from now until six months from now. But wanted to touch on a couple. The ammunition things. is lining up, and uh, some people are taking sides, aren't they? Yeah, well, some we'll notable talk- people in the valley. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. I'm sure we'll have a, a little bit of discussion. I wanted to kind of talk about another controversial subject first that kind of came up this week. Um, you know, Facebook, you can sit there and say, well, Facebook people just like to have fun and go back and forth with each other. Well, there's a lot of community groups out there. And, um, you know, people like you'll often see me sharing a Mahoney marriage story or if some church at a festival, somebody would post about the festival. Well, someone posted uh, a drag show and it's the the drag queen that stole Christmas trying to figure out the title of that. It's a uh, performance, right? A stage performance? Come yeah, on. yeah. It was a play and it was, I think they call it the drag queen who stole Christmas, kind of like a fun title. Um, and yeah, how the drag queen stole Christmas. Want to make sure I had that right. All right, so it was interesting. Someone just posted on there, say, Hey, we got this thread coming on, come check it out. And obviously, you know, the, the gay issue, um, drag, transgender, let's just call it the alphabet uh issue. Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, it, it could be controversial for some people. Uh, there was a local pastor. He's not a pastor of any local church. Uh, I guess he has an online ministry. Um, you know, he doesn't like drag queens. So he sat there and said, hey, I don't like this. And, you know, they should get the hell of the community. And that sparked a lot of fear. Um, there's a local podcast, the MLO Brothers, that kind of runs some of those Facebook groups. They took some time to take this guy to task. There was a big back and forth. We wrote about it in um, Mahoney Matters because we don't want to become a website that just writes about Facebook squabbles back and forth. But it was kind of a a, a big comment to say um, someone should get that, the hell of a community. Um, you know, guys, let me kind of give my take. We were talking about this a little bit before the show. 
it's not our place to come with any viewpoints either way. We're not going to take a, you know, a pro drag queen or anti drag queen opinion. I, I think the broader topic that we also remember is how do we treat each other? And, right. you know, it's one thing to say, hey, I don't agree with this or I have a more issue with this. And it's okay. I mean, we're allowed to have our viewpoints. We should have that. But when we lose respect for each other, can you imagine, Guy, if I start yelling, hey, you, you know, football players or, you know, Democrats or Republicans or, you know, whatever group I wanted to address and say, get the hell out of my community. How right. crazy is that? Because whose community is it? I mean, you could even look at, like, mayors of towns or, you know, the senator who, you know, Sarah Brown or, you know, J.D. Vance oversee Youngstown. It's nobody's community. It's all of our community. Right. And it seems like the nowadays in this modern society, if we would call it, the more we try to not marginalize people, the more it happens. And whether it's, yeah. you know... Christians being marginalized one way, in their opinion, or the alphabet people marginalizing, being marginalized in the other way. That's and, not good. And, and even for people who sit there and say, well, it's Christian against, you know, gay. I mean, they're gay people who are Christians, you know, and stuff. So, you know, I, I think it's a very complex, complicated issue. I, I think the two things I kind of live my life by is... If there's anything I disagree with, like I don't like the Cleveland Browns guy, I disagree with the Cleveland Browns. Well, right. it's one thing to poke fun, you know, here or there and everything else, but they're part of a community. If you like them, you're right. part of the community too. And right. if you oppose something, you could just simply say, I'm not going to watch or I'm not going to read stories about the Browns. And we're going to agree to disagree about Browns versus Steelers. Right. And leave it at that. But we're going to treat each other with respect and dignity because we go by the golden rule where you, you treat people like you want to be treated. And I, I think you've said it part of our politics. And let's be honest, it, it kind of goes more toward the Republican these days. But the Democrats have been of this, too. I, I think when we have political discussions, it's not just, oh, I disagree with this. It's got to be, you got to ratchet it up. You got to say, yeah, there's lots of emotion, whether you're using religion, politics, or the weather anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I think whatever it is, if you're out there on a right wing side and say, but I don't approve, I don't like this, well, you don't have to go. You know what I mean? Like, and, right. and I think it's one thing even online to say, hey, I disagree. It's another thing just to make wild comments. Um, we talked about this on a previous show. And uh, this is a good segue into our next topic, Mr. Uh, YSU right. President. Yeah, well, before we get there, because it leads right into the Bill Johnson thing, uh, there was a um, state rep. We talked about this the previous week that was like, oh, those liberal professors and all those people, you know, they got to stop and everything. Well, it's one thing to oppose. You might not like opposition to, like, YSU supporting Bill Johnson, but ratchet the huge comments, you know, and right. sorry, as the editor of Mahoney Matters, if you're going to say something ridiculous online, especially if you're a notable person in the community, we're going to write about it because it does exactly. have an effect. And I don't know. It's kind yeah, of, yeah, you're in a position of, of some sort of leadership and you say something stupid, you're going to, you should expect to get 
written about. Yeah, definitely. Because definitely. that's the very definition of news. Something that goes against what's normal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and again, it, it just, we're, we're trying to promote civility community by <laughs> kind of pointing out people who are being civil. Who I are not being civil, people. right. Yeah. Um, and uh, should we go, uh, because we know this is going to be the rest of the podcast. Yeah, uh, yes. Do yes. we want to talk about maybe YSU's playoff hopes this, this weekend? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, we, we may see a win uh, over Villanova. Um, they have always had good success past when it was Trestle's team back in the 90s going to Villanova. So I don't see that trend quitting just because it's 2023. So I'm predicting a Penguins win this weekend, and then we're going to have to face number one the following weekend. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I, I mean, you know, Young Sensei hasn't played Villanova for a long time. So, you know, the guys evolve from the coaches to the players. It, it's almost like a different world in some ways. But I'm looking at Villanova's record and who they beat and everything. There wasn't too many like, oh my goodness, we can't beat these guys. Right, and and they were just ahead of them in seeding, so it's an eight versus nine game. Yeah, and we know, you know, anybody doing the uh, NCAA men's basketball tournament know eight eight and nines are toss ups. Well, and you just you got to ready to play. I mean, it's at Villanova. They got a five hour trip. I mean, I'm sure we're taping this on a Friday uh, early evening. The games at noon Saturday. Right. Yeah, so, so, I mean, they just got to be ready to play. And, you know, it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be even. It's going to be close. And, you know, just if Young Sensei is ready to play, um, I'm sure, <clears throat> sure there's going to be times for Villanova. You know, there's going to be hiccups that come across the way. Can Young Sensei get past the tough moments of the game? But I think it's a very winnable game. And like you said, the other side of the bracket has got South Dakota State. Assuming they win, it's going to be another – uh, and it's actually going to be a trip to South Dakota State. Yes, and in the middle of December to Booth. So uh, yeah. if you think the weather's bad in the northern part of Ohio, let's go to South Dakota and what it'll be December 8th. It, it's going to be interesting because it's... December 9th. I, I mean, honestly, looking at paper, it's going to be a tough one for Youngstown State. But I wonder, I mean, I think there's a perception across Youngstown State where maybe they weren't shocked that they lost that original game, but the way they lost it, you know. Right, the way they they didn't even put up a battle for a score. Does that, you know, light the fire? Um, You know, I remember one year of the Steelers, uh, it was like Big Ben's first or second year. He wasn't the guy he ended up becoming. So the Steelers go in to play the Colts. They got whipped by the Colts. They play him again in the playoffs, and you're like, oh, my goodness. You, know, you got in this prime Peyton Manning. We're not sure if Big Ben is. But, you know, the Steelers were fired up. They didn't like getting beat up like that, and they ended up winning the game. So I think Mr. Bettis had a big game that, that yeah, day. Yeah, could Young Suns they have the same motive? And it's going to be the same thing with Villanova. You're right. It's an evenly matched game. But, you know, it's going to be a cold day. It's going to be, right. you know, in the Philadelphia area. Um, you know, can he – Get Defense past. and run run game is going to be at prime. Uh, yeah, they better be working. Definitely. Um, so let's finish up with the story. It might take us a little bit to get through. Um, so Bill Johnson. Um, you know, it was funny, guy. I was trying to get our topics to you a little bit earlier. Sometimes we kind of figure them out the last second. Um, early in the day, I thought, well, maybe we can make it number three. We probably should have led with it because this is a story that's not going away. 
Um, you know, as we We've know, had, I guess you want to list the, some of the prominent names that weighed in this week, uh, you know, that had ties to YSU that, uh, yeah, you know, it, are, are either happy with Bill Johnson or the, the others that aren't. Yeah. If we could backtrack just a second in case someone's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, young sons say they're looking for a new president. Jim Trestle, uh, retired, uh, they had a, uh, Helen Lafferty, who was uh, more of an interim uh, person. And yeah, she she left one university and then went back there, right? I, I'm not sure about it, but she was fully intended to be an interim. Like, there wasn't right, any right. Specific I, I think she had intended to go back to her old job. Yeah, definitely. So they had the search process. Um, you know, not everything was made super public. Um, but apparently they had kind of like a behind-the-scenes search pro process. They came out and said, oh, we found the guy. It's Bill Johnson. And people were like, whoa, he's a congressman. We didn't know about it. And obviously people were upset for two main reasons. First of all, they felt the search process wasn't really transparent. Secondly, um, you know, there was concerns. I mean, Johnson's more of a conservative Republican. He sided with uh, President Trump on some issues. Plus the fact he has no experience in the educational field. Yeah. And Let's put it that way. Now, Bill Johnson, we are trying to effort an interview with him with Mahoney Matters. Obviously, he's a busy man, but he's made his way to FMJ and KBN. Um, you know, he's still holding this firmness positions. You know, there's a lot of opposition. Uh, he says, hey, I'm not going to drop the position. I think I can handle everything fine. There's not a problem. Um, people are opposed to it. Um, the CEO of uh, Phantom Fireworks, noble guy in the community, he's come uh, out, Mr. Zolden. Yes. And he's come out and he said, hey, I've given $5 million, and he's donated and done a lot for YSU in the past too, but he was looking at a recent donation of $5 million for a student center. He said, Please take my name off of it. I don't really want involved in that. He's trying to figure out if he could take some of that money and shift it more towards student scholarships. Now, honestly, guy, we're not lawyers. I'm not sure if they can do that. Maybe why she's already used some of that money. Who knows? But it's not just him. Other people have come out. Um, Ed Moransky, um, he's a trustee uh, for YSU Foundation. And, guy, this was really almost startling when we got the news this week. YSU Foundation is interesting. They have YSU in their name, but they're not directly affiliated with the college. Apparently, no, but I, I think they're influential donors to scholarships, right? Right, right. Well, and first of all, too, they have YSU in their name. So even right. though, you know, we've talked to Paul McFadden before, and Paul has done a great job making it clear they have a different relationship with the school, but it has YSU in its name. It's not just, hey, I'm a former YSU alum, I'm ticked off. This is a YSU, you know, they were close enough together. It was kind of startling to get the message. But, you know, they came out and said, look, we're uncomfortable with this. We don't feel yeah. good about the process and everything else. Ed Moransky, a, a big name on the YSU campus. He also was, another person who's influential in business. He's the Southwoods yeah. uh, Health Center person. He mm -hmm. owns a couple franchises, uh, food franchises in the city in the area. Yeah. So and, he, he, he holds a lot of sway. And he was a trustee on, and right. let's make sure we get this right. The wife, a former Michigan, all pro, uh, all uh, 
Big Ten tackle too in his day in the late seventies. Yeah. And, and he was a YSU Foundation trustee. He, he's not a YSU trustee. Right. Well, they had a meeting Monday where they were talking about this statement that came out and we all reported on Tuesday. And, Opposing Bill Johnson as the president, right? Right. And pretty much, and again, nobody's saying this on the record. And quick side note to YSU people. I understand this has been a very tough week, public relations wise. Please talk a little bit more. It's not good to have Bill Johnson and, you know, Mike Patterson doing individual stuff with different people. Is Mr. Cole still doing that job as the uh, press uh, relations no, person? He, he actually left. Uh, his assistant. He left? Okay. Yeah, she's running the show by herself. But, again, we don't know. I mean, from my past experience with PR, sometimes – the PR person makes the call. Sometimes they just execute the call. So who knows? I, mean, I don't want to put her, throw her under the bus. But what I'm saying is have more time where everyone can talk to him because Bill Johnson's had some statements on different interviews that I'm not sure really jive up. Uh, Mike uh, Patterson, the head of the trustees, was interviewed by KBN the other day. And it, it just – Right. There there doesn't seem like a united effort on the part of YSU on their response to this. The, the, the trustees are, seem like are, you know, have vanished after they've made their choice. And I, now the administration is kind of in transition. There is just not one voice there outside of Bill Johnson, and he hasn't taken over the job yet. I, I'll, let me take my head off for about 30 seconds and talk to PR people. Young Sun has a variety of media outlets here. When you're having a kind of a tough time PR-wise with a tough story, get a Zoom call, get everybody on it, make yeah. certain people available, and you can interject if you don't like a question. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> um, you know, say, you and know, usually cool. these PR people in Youngstown area are former journalists, so they know what these people want, what the people in the media want. And I can't, I mean, I sure if if I had a problem with my bosses, I would certainly get everybody together. If I knew, I would tell because I don't think it's that big of a secret. I don't know too much about the YSU strategy on this particular situation, but what I'm saying is just you can't have individual interviews. And again, no. I would I would think a little press uh, conference would do wonders. Yes. And, and again, we've had opportunity to talk to people. This is the sour grapes about not getting the first crack at Johnson. What I'm saying is when you have him doing different interviews with different people, I'm sure we'll get the opportunity before long. It just is makes it tough. I mean, the former PR guy in me is is kind of sweat sweating this a little bit. So pretty much what you got. Getting back to the main, uh, I'll put the air set back on now. Um, so Moransky kind of walked out. Um, local outlets have gotten confirmation that he left. Nobody else is confirming it. Um, we're thinking that Moransky probably was against the foundation releasing a letter like that. I'm not sure how he feels about Johnson being elected or not. And see, when we have all this stuff out there that we don't know, it makes it harder for a college to craft a message. Never PR. Right. And, and here's a plea maybe from one PIO to another at YSU. Why don't you get it, get one of those rooms 
the yeah. multimedia center, get somebody from the YSU Foundation, get a trustee there, get somebody from the current administration, get somebody from the student body, student government, and get them all in one room, put a Zoom on and invite all the media to come in and take some questions. And I've listened to a lot of interviews today. We're we, we, we could have that. That would be nice for next week. I've listened to a lot of interviews on this, and we'll talk about Ed O'Neill in a second. There's starting to be a national interest in this story, too. Oh, so yeah. PIO to PIO, it's one thing if you're like, oh, well. Well, you know, we're, they're there. painting Mr. Johnson as an in, the, his foes are painting him as an insurrectionist and an election denier. And I don't believe he's either of that. I mean, he's a con he's been our congressman for at least the last two terms for most of Mahoning County. And well, he's been there for 10 years. And, and again, and you know this. I mean, even we when we talked 10 years ago when we worked together, we knew this back then. It, politics plays such a big role. And some people are really just looking at it and saying, I don't think the process was fair. We're looking at it from the YSU point of view. Let's well, look at it by, I, I always wondered, I posed this question this week to a couple of people. What if somebody didn't want Mr. Johnson in Congress and gave him a landing spot at YSU? Well, yeah, I think that's the question because a lot of people look at this from a YSU standpoint of, of saying, oh, I, I don't like this or I like this or whatever else the case might be. Where is that going? And Johnson, he made a couple of comments about is there indoctrination going on? And which was, in my opinion, a fortunate comment to make. Because what really are you saying? Because people on the Democrat side are like, oh, so is the Republicans trying to place presidents to do their own will and everything? Well, if that happened, there would be a lot more presidential jobs opening up the Republicans replace that. This is just one. So I, right. that's a logical leap to say that. But what I'm saying is when you start saying things like that and you say, well, this is more about the education, not the politics, it's a tough comment to believe to say, okay, I'll keep my politics totally out of it. And it's even tougher when you make comments like that. Exactly. I mean, I'm just being as honest as I could potentially be. So it was interesting. So a lot of people, when we look at, you know, Maransky, the fan, Zorban, the, the fan fireworks guy, a lot of people that would open eyes here in the Mahoning Valley. Well, you look at celebrities now that made have made Young Center home. So Ed O'Neill. Um, right. A YSU alum. Yeah, I'm best known for Martin Family and uh, his work with Marriage of Children. Um, he actually, he, he's been telling the story recently, which I find unique. He was competing with Mean Joe Green in a sewage training camp for a job. As we you know, know Mean Joe Green won the job. O'Neill went into acting and everything. Well, he's been tied in with Young Chansey. He, he hasn't spent a ton of time back here recently. But he's like, hey, you know, I can put in a word for you. I can do some marketing for you. He's come back a couple times for speeches. He's got honorary doctorate and everything. Well, he's done. I mean, he's like, um, he was on with uh, Bertram D'Souza, longtime Vindicare uh, reporter today. They released a podcast where he said, hey, I'm sending him my honorary doctorate back. Don't want it. He said, I might have to start calling the school Trump you, you know. Um, so, yeah, a lot of real strong comments to make, too. Um, it's interesting. Um, you know, he just he's a more powerful voice, I would say. 
I don't know, guy. Where is all this going? I mean, I think the longer we go, I mean, you're going to hear more people speak out. I think some opponents are going to try to get hold of people. Noble and say, hey, if you're upset about this, put out a statement, contact the media. Um, Mike Patterson, when he was interviewed, they're like, well, is this going to make you reconsider? Like, what's the money that might be leaving? He's like, he's ha- had some sleepless nights, but he's he doesn't want to change his mind or anything. So, I mean, are we going to have two months of people spouting off? I mean, what's happening? And I don't mean spouting off derogatorily. I'm just saying, where do we end in all this? Right. Well, you know, it, it seems like, you know, we had the young education issue, Youngstown teacher strike, and now nobody seems to think, and that's coming up on the horizon again next uh, September. Um, you know, does, does you know, Youngstown want to get the reputation as a black eye for education? Yeah, and the other thing I'm thinking, too, is, and we've said this since the beginning, and, you know, I think once we get a chance to talk to Johnson, I everyone's asked about the YSU part. You're right. I, I think asking the political part, you know, are, are you sick of Washington? And it's got nothing to do with Donald Trump. Is he sick of something else? You know, yeah. was he motivated to gal? You know, what what were the Republican parties saying? I think those are really fair. Is the money too good? I mean, I can't can't right. believe, uh, you know, Congress – it, you know, the the fact of running every two years and Johnson is no young pup. I mean, he's pushing 70. So the fact that he has to run for election every two years. But at the same time, he was getting 60 to 70 percent of the vote. So it wasn't a hard run. There is, his seat wasn't going to be in doubt. Well, and I got to take attention. I don't call D'Souza. He seems like a nice guy. But, you know, D'Souza was talking about how he wrote from the Vindicare saying that uh, when Trestle was up, he opposed it because he said, look, the guy's got no educational experience. And that is a valid argument. I'm it saying. is a valid argument, yes, because he wasn't qualified to be a president of a university who usually has, is a man of arts, a man or woman of arts and letters. But is it – but, you know, even D'Souza in the pocket said, wow, you know, Trestle seemed to raise a lot of money for the university – were we overlooking just the simple, hey, can you raise money for the university even back then? Like, yeah. Uh, and, and Trestle did a lot of building, and the, the campus is beautiful. I mean, uh, Trestle acted more like a CEO than a university president. You know, right. a guy with a sweater. And, uh, you know, Trestle was always with his sweater vest as a football coach, but he was in a three-piece suit acting as a corporate leader, a yeah. uh, community leader, wanting to build up the asset of of YSU as the asset, the top asset for the city of Youngstown. It, now, is Bill Johnson saying the same things? Well, I guess my contention was maybe Youngstown State, never called the sheriff, realized this 20 years ago, saying, yeah, it might be nice to get someone with educational experience, but let's get someone who raise the dollars. You know what I mean? You right. got fifty years of educational experience, but if you don't know how to talk to somebody and give them to donate money, why are you there? You know what I mean? Right. So maybe that was the brilliance of them picking Trussell in the mm-hmm. past. So I, I, I guess the question I still have, and again, we're journalists, we're neutral on this. We're just trying to analyze what we've seen happen over the past few weeks. I, I guess my thought is, yeah. And I as was, a, a politician who has to run every two years, I, I'm sure Johnson has the ability to raise money. Well, but it was funny. 
see, here's where I'm struggling with the whole thing. And I think there's a simple answer. I don't think it's a big, deep, dark conspiracy. But when Patterson said, I'm okay if we lose money, I really think it's the right decision. Well, I'm sitting here going, isn't that the callous for that position about money? And you're right. Maybe Johnson can raise enough money where, you know, five years from now, we're like, well, he doubled what they were making before. That's great. And I guess he could do that. But by very nature of being a politician, you know, we have seriously talked a few weeks ago about, well, what if, you know, they picked Tim Ryan or anything else like that? Maybe you shouldn't pick a politician at all because no matter how much money they can raise, there's one side of the aisle that's very reluctant. To have you ever heard of a, a person leaving Congress for president of the university? I've, I've heard of um, President Woodrow Wilson leaving the university to become president, Princeton University. I mean, I'm sure it's happened before. I mean, I'm sure it's happened before, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a rare thing, and... Only in the valley, I guess. Yeah, so so I guess my concern is, and I, I mentioned this even in our internal news meetings. Um, yeah, to it, it's one thing to say, hey, I, I'm not sure if I agree with some of the statements from the past, but it just comes down to money. And man, guy, I, I kind of sit here and say, yeah, I, I mean, it's fun to have Ed O'Neill mark at the university. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if he's donating a lot of money. I'm not sure. But the more people you hear that it's like, hey, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to give money to the school anymore. Right. Yeah. Uh, a, a polarizing figure like a politician who runs on the right side. Yeah. Far right. Uh, you wouldn't think would uh, appeal to all the, all of, uh, revenue streams for a university. Yeah. So this is a gamble. And I'm just, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Again, this isn't a comment on uh, politics or if I like him or if I don't like him. I'm, I'm just saying. If, if this was a prudent move. It, yeah, if you're losing money, I mean, it doesn't matter if you pick the Kool-Aid guy to be your president or whoever the person is. I mean, I I, I don't know. You, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a little confused by this whole thing. Well, for one thing and for sure, this, this story is not going to go away anytime soon and uh, Mr. Johnson is going to take office, what, uh, in a year, within the year? Yeah, I mean, he said that he needs to, the contract calls for him to be in the position by March 14th. And I've seen some reports saying that he was going to resign from Congress probably late February, early March. And you kind of wonder, well, why is he already white to president? Well, resigning from Congress, it's more than just, you know, one of us resigning our jobs. I mean, right. And the fact is that, you know, the, the people are filing petitions for that Congress seat right now because the primaries in March. Yeah. But I mean, he said he's going to leave now, unless white reverses the course, which is, have we heard anybody, you know, applying running for a seat a few names i've heard but nothing publicly yeah because i they don't have to declare right now i mean i i think there's some people that have been mentioned that would make sense and they've said hey i'm really interested but you know they don't have until march i mean so it's just new and here's the other thing i i think these are great questions for bill johnson i mean you look at congress and again whatever you feel about Donald Trump or certain political parties, 
it's kind of a chaotic time. I mean, the Senate, yeah. there was a senator who tried to fight a teamster, uh, George Santos. And I know George Santos has a bunch of Yeah, they, they want to kick out a, a few uh, congressmen. Well, well, Santos got expelled today. He's, he's right. not there anymore. And, and again, it's not a question of, oh, poor Santos or whatever. It's just more of, it's a mess. And, you know, think about the jobs you guys work at. If your job's a mess and the people are agreeing and there's arguments and petty squabbles, yeah, you, you can't you in. can't work in that uh, that kind of atmosphere and be very productive. And that's why I'm I'm saying this has to be a black, coming right on top of this YSU labor strike. It's sandwiched in between because there's there's labor trouble looming ahead for the school district. It's got to be a black eye for our community. Well, and I don't want to keep you too long, but we ran a story. I'm not sure if you saw us say our partners of Ohio um, Capital Journal today had a good story. It's been talked about, not really written too much about, but three of the trustees are pretty big donors to the uh, Johnson I campaign. I saw that. I did see that. Big donors to the Johnson campaign. So you have to, you know, see that they were big boosters of getting him on board here. So do we want to make our greatest asset, as Jim Trestle would like to say, a political football? Yeah. That's not a good look yeah, for our definitely. community leaders. And, and I, I got a note, too, and I'm not sure if he wants me to reveal his name, but uh, he was mentioned somebody else from Cavelli, which he's saying donated a lot of money to Jonathan's campaign. So I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, there's a lot out there right now and it's I, I don't know what to say man it's tough all right well you're welcome like i said this story's not going away we're going to be talking again next week same time same yes. place and, and you're welcome our listeners because this is probably a record long <laughs> podcast but hey lots are happening i mean it's not like we're just talking about bake sales or whatever no there's a lot going on so but, All right. uh, you know, have fun at, at your Christmas party this weekend. Try to get some shopping in. Stay yeah. warm. Uh, stay dry. I guess it's going to be wet. Enjoy the Penguins football team. Uh, that's about it. Enjoy some, some family time, too. Yeah, there's some high school championships. Um, right. I see Maslin. Yeah. Broke a long, long drought. The first time they've ever won a playoff championship. I used to work down there, and their football, um, you think in Columbus, you know, in Columbus, the Buckeye fans almost called their team the NFL team in the area. Maslin, their high school football team is the NFL team in Maslin. It was a cradle of coaches. Uh, Well, there's some wild pitchers. I mean, a huge crowd at the game. Yeah. The final game, they they have Talk about a defensive battle, 7-2 to over – Akron Archbishop Hoban, another perennial uh, title contender. Score and the fact me. is that they, they live uh, the the two schools are you know what separated by about twenty miles. Yeah, and they they played in the playoffs a lot of times before. Uh, check out Twitter. There was fans waiting, lined the streets, the main street of town, waiting for the bus to come back. Oh, I um, bet. Yeah. It's yeah, it, the first time because they've always uh, called Maslin the Paper Tigers because all of their titles were pole victories. Yeah, from covering stuff in there, it was a, 
It was a wild time, but congrats, Maslin. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll paper tigers no more. Can my hats off to the the Maslin people. Have yeah. have a great weekend and enjoy that. Somewhere in the afterlife, Paul Brown is smiling today. Well, yeah, that's what I was it. thinking too. All right, all so, right, Chris, you have a good weekend. Yeah, hang on for a second, guy. For um, guys, okay. this is Chris. Uh, have a great night. Bye bye.